The waters are rising. The winds are howling. And what's that slithering through the water? It's the pod boys. We slithering. I'm the apex predator, Matisse Van Rossum. Swam! <laughs> Hi, y'all. I'm Cleveland Mosier. How's it going? Swam! <laughs> I'm uh, Florida man, Ben Sheets. Nice. Nice. And uh, we're talking about Crawl today. It's the newest film from director Alexander Asia, or Aja. Probably most notably director of the Hills Have Eyes remake, but around here we know him primarily as the mastermind behind Piranha 3D, one of my favorite creature features of oh, all time. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite horror movies of all time, if yeah, I'm going to be real. Uh, a, a really, really fantastic film that we covered on the podcast a little over a year ago, um, so here's your plug to go check out the Piranha 3D episode. I'll have to take y'all's advice on that at some point. It's such a fantastic movie. He's also known for the movie High Tension. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, which I, I have not seen. Yeah. Kind of the proto, you know, torture porn movie. Oh, yeah. You most know, definitely. It's French got plenty New of Extremity that, and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know how that film's aged. I saw it when I was but a wee lad. Uh, but I enjoyed the shit out of it at the time. Uh, I don't want to... But it's... again, with a, the big old asterisk of I was but a wee lad, and I I don't know how it's aged. I'd be curious to see it, because I've seen a couple of films from like the French New Extreme uh, movement, and... Those are some great movies, yeah. like Martyrs and uh, Inside, both really, really fantastic, uh, horribly gory films. Yeah, I mean, uh, High Tension, not quite as good as those, but it did influence stuff like Saw. So, Anyways, we're talking about Crawl today. Yes. Crawl um, is a very simple premise. It is about a uh, young woman and her father trapped in their house with a hurricane bearing down on them. Mostly in their crawl space. space. Uh, courses takes place in Florida, and not only do they have to worry about the rising waters of the hurricane, but there's also, like, a dozen big old gators uh, hunting them. Yeah, that's that's Crawl. Yep, that's the movie. So, uh, yeah, everything else is a spoiler, I guess, but that's, that's the film. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I, I will say off the bat that this film did not quite live up to my expectations. It met mine it, I, it just it met exactly in the car on the way up there i said i'm expecting a i want to see people get ripped apart by gators and i did so my expectations were met beyond that fine you know I, there were some things i think the movie did really really well there's some things i think uh, some places were definitely dropping the ball when it did well i thought it was like when if it's it's shooting it's shooting on target yeah. that's funny though because i this exceeded my expectations really? so i think we have a little bit of everything wow. here okay yeah um, that's, that's interesting i i would think that a lot of my problems and i i don't like to say this because for the kind of movie this is that sound this sounds stupid mm, i know where you're going yeah but a lot of my problems with this movie were with believability. Yeah, no, uh, the the realism is shit. And, and the, I, the didn't, I like, didn't go into this movie looking for believability, but I was very surprised at how frustrating I found a few things. I think it's because 
unlike Piranha 3D, this movie does not play itself off as such camp. It it seems to try to play it a little bit more serious. And it has a some, weird. It holds a weird middle ground. There's some really fun moments in the in the second half, but for the most part, it's so dour and just like very grim dark. And when you're trying to be like realistic and also I have a problem with your believability, I think it's it strikes a weird middle ground. The film had the veneer, uh, like apart from being a monster movie, like it had the veneer of a film that might have more of a gritty realism based plot. See, I totally disagree. I think the believability, yes, it wasn't always there the most, but that didn't bother me at all because I don't want a creature feature like this that isn't a little self-aware right. and, and well, fun. I, I, I found all the non-believable stuff in progression of the fun element of this movie. If it had pushed it farther and gone more over the top, like in Piranha 3D, I think I would have been okay with it. Okay, here, here's an... Like, there were, there were a number of times where I would agree with you, like, that occurred throughout that film, where it was like, ah, fuck believability, like, the, the fun takes over. There were several moments where I didn't feel that way as well. Uh, one of the key ones, and I think, I think we both reacted to it in the film, was, like, when the dad, who's had his leg, like, basically... Like, snapped in half. Snapped. We've seen yeah, the, we bone saw the bone exposed. Yeah, it's a full and then he's break. just walking around. That, yeah, he's he's limping, like, but he's walking on it. And like when like he was passed out, like at the beginning of the film, like he was already like complete like exhaustion. You can you can make it like a somewhat of an excuse for adrenaline, but beyond that, like your body just can't do that. Like you can't walk around on your broken like on a snapped leg. And he's just like he's like standing like fully supporting himself up in the water. Yeah, in the scenes, and I was just like he like has like a kind of a limp occasionally, but apart from that, he's like running around and he's like carrying the dog. dog. Yeah, it's like, just like the script just gave up like on, on that his, idea. On and it's like when you do that, like it takes leg. it takes all the weight away from like the tension. Because like then I I can't take as much of it seriously. Also like right, the movie the opens up like the gator like to begin with. It, it opens with the gator like busting through a wall like the Kool Aid Man, and then immediately after yeah. like it can't go through a pipes. <laughs> in me, like in the same scene, I was just like, like I, 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 I was like, what? Like that? That's more fine. Like that's that's whatever. Like yeah, I think I think I, there's 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 a level where like. If you if you make it ridiculous enough, it doesn't bother me. But when it feels more like you're just ignoring something like the broken leg is a great example. Uh, the inverse of that, where I would say something that's totally unbelievable, but in a way that was really fun and made me laugh is when the gator, when she like has the pistol and the gator like comes out of the water and bites her arm. Oh, that was dope. And she just fires all 12 yeah. rounds yeah. Yeah, into the gator yeah, brain and it doesn't die until the last one. That was, uh, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, I think we can I like yeah, comfortably that. all say like we're on the same page that like that kind of dumb dumb schlocky is great. That's what I wanted. Because that's it's what like, I wanted more of. Right, because like the difference there is like that's the kind of dumb schlocky where like they still care. Like you can still see like they give a shit. Like they're like it's not about that. It's about like the how badass that sequence is. Yeah. That sequence is it's excellent. Like she's in the like the clutch den and like like she's just like firing it into this thing's body. That was Honestly, dope and half. But like, like, like when his leg is like snapped in half I mean, and he's just like walking around because the writers like, kind of gave up. Like that's that yeah, that feels I, lazy. I don't want them focused on the logistics of 
dealing with injuries in you a movie like this. You don't like, have you don't, well, don't have that injury. Yeah, then don't have him. Be I mean, I'd rather have them get hurt though. You know, I mean, they can the get movie. hurt, they but like not have hurt, their legs snapped off yeah, and within, then just have them walking around. She she gets bit on There's the leg on the leg, arm, and shoulder, and is still able to outswim the gators multiple times. Which I will like, say that. Too. That's fine, but if you're going to go to the extent of showing us his bone coming fully out of his leg and that really horrible scene of him, like, snapping it back back into place and splinting it, like, if you're going to go to the lengths of showing that he has such a serious injury and that elevates the threat of these gators because he can't swim or walk or run that's fine that's great but then don't decide like ah we don't really care about that anymore and then just have him walking around on it like pick one either have him be debilitated by the injury or have him have a more minor injury that would not make me think twice if he's walking around like that that's all i'm saying yeah the special effects for like any of the injuries God, they look good. Like, those are really good, like, practical yeah. gore effects. I thought the effects was, were pretty good across the board. I thought the CG was pretty solid for the most part. I thought the CG was excellent. And I actually have a really interesting article I have pulled up here from uh, the director, oh, uh, cool. Asia, about why they chose CG over practicals and puppetry. Um, it's mostly because animatronics and CG uh, and puppetry couldn't capture the speed and the ferocity of yeah, sure. these actual gators. And as well as that, you know, like with puppetry and stuff like that, you have to keep a fixed view. And yeah. one of the also strengths, I think, in this movie is the moving camera yeah. with these gators. It makes you feel like you're really in the same space as them. Yeah, and I it thought, elevates the threat in a really awesome way. I thought way. it was shot pretty well and edited pretty well. Uh, I, I liked a lot of the camera work. I love loved the low perspective to the water so it feels like you're kind of on the same level as the gators um i did i didn't have a problem with the cg over puppetry this time i think that makes sense and also like you mentioned cleveland you're working in water and famously we know how badly (laughs) animatronics work in water from jaws and all of the problems they had with that and in the case of a film like jaws it works because then you have to be creative and show less and it makes the shark scarier, but in a in in a dumb schlocky monster movie like this, I I'm not looking for removing the creatures for the most part and showing them at the end. Like I'm going into a movie like this, like I want to see some fucking gator action. So I Which think we got. I think the the CG worked pretty well. I thought it, it looked good. It didn't look uncanny. It's I thought, obviously I thought CG, the lighting but... helped a lot too. Yeah, the lighting, lighting in this movie was really stark, and I appreciated that a lot. I liked. I really liked the stylization of the crawl space as a location. I kind of got bored in the crawl space after a while, really? though. How did you guys feel I, about I that? I thought the, there could have been more in the crawl space, honestly. I think here's my problem with the crawl space. Why I think it could have have worked even better. Now, this is this is more of a personal preference thing, and it's also I'll, I'll acknowledge before I even say it that it's it's relatively nitpicky. Uh, and there's a counter argument for this, but I, I never get a good sense of space. Like, in the crawl space, they never really give you a good opportunity to get your bearings. There are several, like, key locations. Oh, I think that's a good thing, though. Well, exactly. And there's an argument for that where it, it keeps you feeling disoriented, which yeah. is good when you're running from the gators. But 
I would have also sort of preferred to be able to like have to problem solve along with the characters. I really enjoy that in films, like when yeah. you have to like try and analyze the space, totally. you know, along with them and discover that. And this movie doesn't really have that, right? Um, you don't you don't have an opportunity to get familiar with the crawl space. And there's like one sequence, for instance, like early on when her phone. Uh, before the, the, the space has been flooded and their phone is on the ground. Yeah. And uh, it's like six feet away from him. She's going to go and grab it because it's on the other side of the pipes, you know, where the gators, you know, can uh, can get them. And the dad says, like, go around the other way. And she spends like, like five, eight, minutes, like yeah. five, eight minutes, like going around the other way. And it's like, it's right there. Like, yeah, just you leap could, out, you grab could, it and run back. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why, like, you had to like go around. Oh, also, in that same sequence, another like one of the the points where like it was frustrating, it wasn't scary, was when she picks up her phone, still on the not safe side of the crawl space, and she starts trying to make a fucking phone call instead of she getting checks back her to phone. the safe side. It's like yeah. you you are like like running from these monsters. Like safety is is five feet away, and you're gonna stop and try and like check your phone. Like the characters like, do you need are to, like, absolutely check Twitter, like that bad. The characters are absolutely like, moronic. Just, in just this get movie. to the other side yeah. and then. Check check your phone like there's no there's no budgetary reason stopping that there's no like plot point reason or anything it just makes me think your main character's dumb like like and like and it, it separates me a little bit from being able to like be concerned with their well-being when they make dumb fucking decisions like that see i didn't really mind that dumb decision because she just saw her dad you know dying down there and she's panicking she's not making the most logical decisions but in a moment of panic characters are, and people are gonna do that like she's calling 911 and they're in a hurricane obviously that's not gonna work right. but it's a moment of panic so it didn't bother but me I, too I much i didn't buy that moment as a moment of panic because in the whole part yeah. where she's working her way around to the phone she's having a full volume conversation with her dad about why don't you come to my swim meets anymore like I resent you because mom left she's not panicking in that moment she's having a a full-blown conversation about like fuck you dad like you weren't there when I needed you it's like it's your fault that our family fell apart and if she was panicking she wouldn't be doing that and then she gets to the phone and then she starts making the call like if it if it really was a like oh my god get to it get to it get to it and then I would buy I would buy also like when you panicking. panic the first thing you do is like run to safety uh, yeah yeah but I mean I, I would buy making stupid decisions in moments of panic more but that that seemed like like they were trying to strategize granted their strategy was really fucking stupid but like they were they were thinking so i i don't know if i buy the moment of panic i i do have an an argument for and against the crawl space as a location because i think that if this was a movie like jaws or like open water or something where it's all centered around the crawl space and the characters are a little bit more nuanced and I care about them. It's it's more about the characters, you know, finding a way to escape from the situation rather than just being like a monster movie. Then I think the crawl space would be a really good location. The problem is I wanted Piranha 3D from this movie and I, we started getting it once they get out of the crawl space. 
I just don't care enough about this chick or her dad that, like, I feel really invested with their, like, struggle in the crawl space. And there's so much of them, like, trying to reconcile as father and daughter. And I just don't care. I just don't, I, I just don't give a I shit. I thought that stuff was pretty well handled, personally. I, really I uh, actually, I, I thought the acting, especially in that stuff, was pretty solid with Barry Pepper and Casey Scolidario, whatever it is. I, I, I'm right in the middle between you two on that. I agree about the personal drama. I I thought it was good. It felt real. Uh, I like I like their motivations. I like I like the conclusions they come to by the end. That all felt pretty real, believable, and also like interesting enough that I didn't feel bored during those sequences. Uh, but my problem is I still wasn't that invested in the characters because of the dumb decisions they were making. So like I'm kind of neutral on that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't buy the family drama at all. I didn't care. I really started perking up like when the cops showed up and like the crawl space was really flooding and we started getting some like really good action and gore stuff with the game. I was sold before that. I I I particularly enjoyed the uh the looters. Yes, the sequence. looters. The looter sequence was, was good. Uh, I liked that too. Yeah, <laughs> that, I really liked that. That's a great example of one of the things I really enjoyed in this movie and that that's how they take ways to escape this and kind of subvert them. Yeah. Like in a lesser movie, they would, you know, involve more people more in depth than they do in this. Right. There and would in be, this one, yeah. you know, they introduce characters like the looters. Oh, they're just there to for be the killed off immediately. Yeah, yeah, to kill them off Which immediately. Is good. That's, they're yeah. giving us what we want. And I and I I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I liked, definitely give the film that. I liked that too. I think that that's one of the things I like about Piranha is that it does the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it introduces these dumb characters expressly for the purpose of being killed in spectacular fashion without making us sit through 30 minutes of getting to know these losers before they die. And I'll say it's a it's an excellent subversion, especially with the looters, because they set you up. They give them enough character that you think they're going to be there for a minute. I thought I thought that the the looters are going to be around a little it not much longer but at least a little bit longer. It's like you've already hired these actors. They're there like oh, I most them most to films like they're going to like they they'd make it a little bit longer like you were saying. I really, but like I know I was very glad they didn't like they they show up and they die immediately. I really like the way they shot that scene too because you have the three looters uh you have the girl in the in like the John boat skiff, the guy who helped her the load, older brother. The older brother brother who helped load the ATM onto the skiff. Uh, I did think that was funny. Which, just, it's such just a running. Florida man thing. It is really a very is. Florida man thing, just running off with an ATM in the middle of the hurricane. And then the the other character, the younger brother, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, who's still in the store, who's just filling his backpack with, like, snacks and stuff. So you have the three of them, and you're like, okay, well, we know there's gators around here. We've seen as much. Which one of them is going to die first? And you think, okay, surely it's going to be the kid in the store. And then, like, the older brother sees our protagonist like flashing the flashlight from the basement and he starts walking towards the house it's like okay yeah no he's gonna get got first and then over his shoulder you see the gator come up onto the skiff and get the sister and i think that that is a really great way to subvert that expectation because you know yeah the one who like seems like is in the safest in the safest place which gets got 
that I think that does sort of break a little bit of the logic later in I the movie when mm-hmm. she swims to that boat, which she saw. She she watched that shit happen. She saw the boat was not safe place. She saw the gator like, come up like onto we can the caveman boat. Yeah. that shit. Boat boat not safe, and then immediately like <laughs> let's get to boat through gator and water. And then she outswims the gators, though. and then as soon as she they even has the shot of from like the gator's perspective of like her pulling her leg up into the boat. And it's like okay now that she's in the boat she's safe. It's like nah we saw the gator come up on the boat earlier like, you, in the movie. You saw that. Like, yeah. You were there. She saw that. Yeah. That scene was the kind of corniness that I wanted from the movie. Characters making dumb decisions but in a way that is fun yeah. rather than in a way that is frustrating. Like I think yeah I, I would have been uh, happy if there was, there was some more of that. Uh, another thing that I found a little weird I, I don't I didn't hate it hate it because like the sequence is like is really well shot and like the effects are great for it is like when she traps the gator in the glass shower no oh, yeah. I thought that was super fun like, like I, and again like it's like I'm not mad about it I just had to I just had to bring it up like that gator would have broken that glass immediately right like, I'm not trying to logic that's the kind of thing where like like so much effort was put into the CG and stuff for it that again I'm not mad and everything too like I'll even give the film some points for like giving me something to have fun making fun of yeah like you know like that it's just like what the fuck like the gator should just like it busted through wall like like first time yeah. we see gator it break through walls the, the scene is the <laughs> scene is shot in such a way that it's that it's cool fun i agree with you i was i i think we both said yeah. something like it's made of glass yeah. uh, same thing it's like with, shower glass same too, thing like, with when they're on the second floor and you can see that the water has risen up past the window no the pressure from the water would have broken that shit yeah, that, that not how water work and then but also then to, i want to mean to, to, have the, to have the gator come through the window <laughs> So I just funny. I want to I want to capture that that sequence like yeah where she's looking out and she's seeing the helicopters like just over the water that's like covered the glass and then the gators like comes up like I just I just want to like insert this little like hi <laughs> like it reminds me of that uh, it reminds me of the scene in uh, Jaws 3D when the shark crashes through the window of like the the underwater control room except in that movie they do it in slow motion and the ooh. effects are way worse and it's really bad <laughs> but it gave me that same kind of vibe i could just picture this in slow motion with the gator just like crashing through the window i did really kind of hate when the gator like bit her and was like death rolling her the the part with the flare where she's like having the I flashbacks like to her as a child it was and, dumb like, swimming i thought that I, was i'm okay that with was, that what i, I wasn't okay like with that. was her like getting up and immediately using her shoulder afterwards and still out swimming the gators yeah it's it's like it's like girl you, she's the apex predator like 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 a gator just bit into your entire body and death rolled you like how are you using anything like and again like oh it's the whole trauma thing and like like horror movies are known for this and it's fine but she just gets up and shakes off a death roll like i'm good for her like limping afterwards that's all i'm asking for. i'm not asking for like it to not happen death death rolls dope we want death rolls to gator movie have her, like, show that she's been affected by the death roll. But That's Cleveland, all. But That's Cleveland. It. That's all I want. But Cleveland, she is the apex predator. <laughs> her dad tells her that five times, and then she says it. Apex predator all day. These gators got nothing on her. She swims a really fast freestyle. Every uh, time they said Apex Predator, I just kept waiting for Randy Orton's theme music <laughs> to hit. <laughs> the Viper! <laughs> 
I agree with you guys that sometimes this movie felt like two disparate types of movies yeah. in a lot of ways, where like in one aspect they were going for realism, and the other aspect was just action schlock. And I definitely preferred the action schlock, and I think that's honestly why the the lack of consequence and some of the logic and details didn't bother me too much sure. I, I because it, that stuff advanced the, the yeah. schlockiness if i was looking for the realism aspect i would have been disappointed i was definitely I having more fun during the schlock stuff my problem is just that if they had broken logic like early in the movie and it had been like like they do in piranha like i i keep going back to piranha because i think it's a great example is like they make it clear from the very fucking beginning with fucking Richard Dreyfus getting uh, swept into like the the tornado of piranhas. If you're gonna establish how schlocky and dumb it's gonna be from the beginning, then I'm immediately forgetting about realism and I'm much less likely to think about broken logic because I know that that's what the movie is doing. But when you try to set this precedent for the first half of the film of like gritty horror realism and then you start like breaking those rules. You're breaking your own rules. Right. It it sets me up for one thing and then delivers a different thing and the disparity becomes apparent. The dumb stuff is the most fun, and it's what I enjoy the most, but I still find it frustrating because they're breaking rules that they have already established. See, I, it's I, inconsistent I see where you're coming from, but I do appreciate the ramp-up of the absurdity sure. and stuff yeah, like that. Totally. Because I think on top of that, you can't tell the kind of father-daughter story that they were if you started with absurdity. Oh, I don't care about the father-daughter thing. And the I family think that drama does work well. Yeah, we're not there for that. We're there for gators. Um, I, I see what you're saying, though. And I think, like I said, I had the most fun with this movie once they were out of the crawl space. I'm all here for the, the dumb fucking nonsense trapping the gator in a shower, even though it could break out kind of thing. Like, I'm, I'm there for that. It's just that, like, I felt like a few times in the first half, like I was checking my watch. I'm like, when is when is this actually going to get fun? You know, because yeah, like, the film has a pretty extensive lead in. It's, a, she, it's she goes to a whole nother house that no one is at. Like, that's a full scene. Like, that's a fairly extensive scene of her, like, looking for her dad in a place where he isn't. Yeah, at his condo where he lives now, and then she decides, oh, I'll go check the childhood house, which we still haven't sold yet. And it's like... It's like, you could just go right there. Right, it's like, that's like... Like valuable time, you could have been like like the the film could have spent like building tension for the for the gators or anything else like that. And like I have a lot of mixed feelings. I, I partly respect that the, the first sequence we get with any gators is is not foreshadowed at all. Who gives a fuck where it came from? What's going on? Just motherfucking gator busting through the wall. Like like just the first sequence is Kool Aid Man Gator with no context. Well, didn't set it up bust it. through the stairs? Like she was. About I thought it to breaks go back the stairs, the stairs later. Yeah, I guess she's she's getting she's getting her dad. She's dragging him on the tarp to the stairs. Yeah. Maybe it is the stairs. Yeah, but it is a very Kool Aid Man effect. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it, I do like how they introduced the Gators immediately too with the the billboard of the Gator Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she drives by. I, I think like that's that, tons which of fun. Which are all yeah. over Florida. Oh yeah, which I like. That was inherently a, a red herring. 
because like it, they weren't from the gator farm. They were from yeah. the clutch that was like right under the house. Yeah, that was another thing that I thought was going to end up being somehow more relevant. Like when she finds the the eggs and stuff, and that just like all of these gators have been making a nest in their basement before it was flooded. Yeah, it's Florida. I believe that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess so. <laughs> I sign off on that. <laughs> I, I guess so. I, I, you, know, you ever see the gif of the guy, like, in Florida who, like, puts his camp, like, he's just on, like, a suburban, like, just in a suburban neighborhood, and he puts his camera, camera like, down, there's just a gator in the sky. Yeah, and it's got yeah. the eyes, which I also that gif is scarier than, like, anything that was in that movie. True. Like, that, that well, is, Well, mm, real, real alligators are really scary. They're scary as fuck, man. Yeah, Cleveland and I grew up a place where we had to worry about hurricanes and gators. alligators. Gators! We had to yeah. legitimately worry about and gators. Speaking of which, I, that's one thing I would love to hear you guys' opinion on, because in one aspect, I think this movie is kind of prescient in that the father is trying to sell his house and he's struggling to sell it and in a lot of these areas under you know hurricane global warming is going to oh, sure. lead to these houses not being able to be sold at all as they you know gain more and more water it's yeah, like whole John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah totally it's a whole thing i liked that um, yeah i thought yeah that was a great I point i mean the, i found the threat of the hurricanes just in general very relatable having ridden out many hurricanes oh hell in yeah my and childhood what i'll say too is like i i have a lot of like very vivid memories of alligators as a child when I was in the Boy Scouts, I remember seeing, like, my first eight-footer, you know, and, like, we were out on, like, the, we were camping out, like, on Mobile Bay and, like, walking on a boardwalk, having, like, it pointed out to me, like, out in the water, and it was like, oh, not yeah. that far away. At Blakely Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was dude. at Blakely. And, that uh, might have been where I saw my first gator, too. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's my dad or, like, someone else just being, like, don't go out in the water. Uh, that thing will rip you apart. Don't, don't do it. And just, yeah. like, as being a small child, being, like... Cool. Okay, that's what death looks like. Like that that right out there. That that's it. That's that's death. Cool. Noted. And then also uh we had um we have Gator Alley, which is uh, a cool spot where um this this cool river like meets the oh, I've taken Ben to Gator yeah. Alley. Oh yeah, you been. Oh cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, cuz like uh now there's five guys nearby so you can like go and grab a burger and then like head down and just like sit on a boardwalk like right next to these things. Yeah, just watch the gators. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, I love I love me an alligator, man. Another point, we've been talking about the gators and the special effects there a lot and and how they were CG, but I did want to bring up how fucking awesome I thought the uh the practical effects were for the flooded home. I thought it looked great. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. the set like the the set dressing across the board was awesome. Like the crawl yeah. space, the house all those sequences, the flooded gas station when the kid gets attacked in there, yeah. that looked good. It looked quite good. The flooding effects in general were fantastic. I think the last Hurricane movie I saw was uh, Hurricane, uh, Heist? Hurricane Heist last year. and <laughs> That was such a bad movie. It's, it's not a great comparison, but the flooding effects and the yeah. hurricane effects in that are so terrible. Yeah. So to see them done well... It's it's really awesome to see I because think, I think in terms of actually like depicting a hurricane, they did pretty damn well, except in one single aspect, which was uh, the eye of the storm was only above them for about a minute. Yeah, that it's it's like it's like half an hour, if not longer. Generally, um, my, my other bit too was the like the sequence when she first gets to the the house. And she looks off in the distance. That felt a little CGE. Like there's some of the shots of like the hurricane off in the distance that felt like some of the clouds artificial. and stuff. Yeah, yeah looks a little. Like, but but I, I think it just screened in. 
But I, I mean, I mean, in terms of like what what the rain and the wind and the flooding and stuff is yeah, like in terms great. of that depiction, it felt right, which is good considering that when we stayed for the credits, we saw that this film was shot in Serbia with an entirely Serbian crew. And as far as I know, which I'm pretty damn sure of, Serbia does not have hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> They did a good job dressing um, it up like they Florida, did. though. They did. Like, that's yeah, it the made thing. good sense. Like, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I assume the whole they thing shot it on location. Yeah. The whole thing couldn't have been shot in Serbia. I mean, it was mostly sets like and green the, screens. Yeah, but like, so I mean, maybe they got some pickup shots. Like, I would think, but I mean, but even so, like for like, the opening stuff. Like when she's driving around, maybe that didn't even look particularly like Florida yeah, to me. Though I think that have like very whole, well could I, have been Serbia as well. I, yeah, maybe. I believe I would fully believe that they shot this entirely in Serbia. Like maybe they got some establishing shots in Florida, but I, I think most of most of like the outside area with like the gas station and the other houses, I think that was mostly digital compositing and on on an indoor set that they flooded. The, the flooding house was certainly an indoor set. Oh yeah. It'd have to be. Yeah. I I was just surprised to see that in the credits. Yeah. I know a lot of films are shot in Prague because it's a lot cheaper. That's not Serbia. Yeah. So I guess it's this. this Yeah. I mean, Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe Europe. in general is very cheap, is very cheap to shoot in. But like the South has tons, especially the South's real fucking cheap too. Decades. Yeah. Like Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta is like the Hollywood of the South. And like you could, I, I fully expected this to be like, uh, well, that's because a lot of films are coming out of Bama for the same reasons. Right. Well, yeah. Bama, Bama, uh, instituted like a bunch of like enormous tax incentives for Mm. the, I mean, that's why fucking Mike Flanagan shot Oculus and, um, fucking Gerald's game and why Jordan Peele shot Hush. get out and hush. Yeah, yeah. All, all in Fairhope, um, where we're from. Yeah. I, I, I fully expected this to be like a, like an on location in the South shoot. Uh, I was just very taken aback for the, the Florida man movie to be a Serbian production. <laughs> well, that's the thing because it feels like an on location. It does. And I think they that's did a good job. A huge props to the totally mm-hmm. oh, yeah. dressers no, and production credit. design team. Totally. I agree. I thought the the gator stuck on the um, playground swing was dumb, but man, that when that guy got ripped apart by oh all man those by gators, all of them that's a good shot. That's my favorite shot in the movie. I think like that was because you see like a head get ripped off and you get the whole thing. And again, I was I was going to the theater and I was thinking, man, the only thing I want I just want to see people get ripped apart by gators, and yeah. I got it. And like that's at the end of the day for me, like that's what matters. Um, you know, again, I have some complaints about the film, but. Uh, they got those things right. That was a very piranha shot. Right yes, too. I agree. I love. I thought that was. I, great. I think the the movie excelled with the gore stuff, and I totally. think that's just the director's hand at work. You know, uh, Alexandra Aha is so great. Um, with if anything, stuff. yeah. If anything, I I I just would ask for more of it. Yep. Yeah, because there's only a couple of kills. I mean, the movie's got five kills, I think. Yeah, the two cops, the three looters. The protagonist and her dad get chomped a few times, but the dog survived. Yeah, which the is dog great. Survived. I'm glad the, the dog important. survived. Credit the film. I was uh, when I was swimming down the hallway. I was just thinking to myself, like, uh, yeah. I if if so they too. kill the dog here, I will be pissed. I will, it will. It will be a needless fucking play, you know. And they didn't. And I was very, very I, glad. Very glad for that. 
I love how they take the boat to escape and immediately the levees break and they just get slammed back into the house. Right. Um, and yeah, that, that was all for nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's all for nothing. And I like, on top of that, speaking of which, kind of how they ended in a way. Because they have a helicopter, you know, come to save them. Oh, yeah. Uh, But ultimately, you don't really see them saved. And you don't know, for that matter, if they really end up being saved. Or it's just, you know, another slam into a house or some sort of, you know. I I mean, I think, like, at that point, like, they're lowering the stretcher. Like, they're going to be able to get on the helicopter and go. If the helicopter's gotten that far, like, the, the assumption is, like, they've made it to safety. And it's at that exact moment where they have fuck you no resolution credits roll and i, well, they have, I appreciate they the shit out of that uh, they're, like they're, the movie is just like yeah fuck you you don't you don't know what happens after this well, they like, have, they they're have safe the, now they have the dad looking at his daughter and she's got like the flare up and she looks like the statue of liberty, liberty. <laughs> and, and like the 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 gurney is being lowered down and I, I got the impression that was supposed to be like a triumphant moment yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, the and that's is, all the resolution we need that, yeah, i mean yeah like, i didn't i didn't need more resolution than that there was a part of me that was hoping for like a truly ridiculous ending like piranha where like the helicopter's coming in and then like a like a 20 foot gator like leaps out of the water like grabs just straight the up like Pluridon. it just comes yeah, out of the like water something... like a dinosaur like yeah i was i at that point the movie had like fully given up on realism, so I would have been okay with that mm. being the dumb ending. The one thing I half expected to happen was uh, they mention near the beginning of the movie on the radio not to shoot your guns into At the, the hurricane. hurricane, and I was that half was expecting nice something to fly from the hurricane and hit the hit the <laughs> helicopter. Oh yeah, um, but uh, I I think this movie ended fine for what it was. Yeah, hey, it was you know? okay. I didn't have a problem with the ending. I think it would have been funny if there had been like a giant gator, or if the helicopter had just crashed into them. Like after yeah. all of that, they crawl up on the roof, and the helicopter just crashes <laughs> into the roof. I, I'm sure that they used up all their C- CG bu- budget by that point, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, the ending didn't bother me. Like like I said, I thought the the second half was was way more fun. I I wanted to care about the family drama but i couldn't and like i didn't go to crawl for family drama i went to see some gators chomp on some folks i will say like in the family drama's credit like most of it is happening like most of that dialogue is occurring like while there's still tension so like i never feel like the film is stopping for the family drama which is where it would have bothered the shit out yeah yeah there's plenty of films that do that horribly but this film it's like no i mean when they're having that sort of dialogue like it's either they're talking while they're working yeah except Um, for the setup of the film which i still one time that i did i did think that it was really stupid was when uh they're pulling down the steps to the attic and the dad is like i lied to you about why we didn't sell the house (laughs) it's just because i couldn't sign the papers this is where we were a family this is home she's like no dad you and me that's home hold on her delivery on that line though is very flat and for that i appreciate it for she doesn't like look at the camera and wink or whatever she's just like nah dad we're home come on get up the fucking stairs (laughs) i I, I like that it's like like it's like the thing that you're 
you're supposed to say there, like, it's not the thing that, like, she says for the audience. But, like, at like, that point, like, the, like, the water... Keep moving. The water has reached the second floor. Like, he's got... The home's his, destroyed, uh, yeah. The home is destroyed. He's gotten his arm bitten off, and, like, they're trying to survive. Like, why does he pick that moment to be like, I lied to you about the house! It's like they have to have before... Because the movie's about to end, so they have to have that final moment of reconciliation. Right, they're about to roll the credits as a gag. Right, like, they have to get the resolution out of the way. Right, and it's like, I thought it was fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that's all, that's all I'm saying. I, I thought it was fucking dumb. Yeah. It uh, was dumb, but I liked it. <laughs> do you guys have any other points? Any other stu- things you wanted to bring up? No. I think, that I think that's it. it, yeah. Okay, I'll start with the rating, I guess. It wasn't Piranha. It wasn't bad. I wish they had sort of eschewed the realism at the beginning and had just gone goofier could not give a shit about the family drama but i think that it was shot really well cinematography set dressing editing i thought that was all really solid the acting was while i didn't find it spectacular i didn't think it was offensive either thought the effects were pretty good the gore was good uh i just wish they would have ramped it up a little bit more and uh i i wanted an equivalent moment of fucking ving rames knee deep in the lake with a fucking boat motor chopping up piranhas like i wanted i wanted an equivalent in this movie and i didn't get it but you know solid film i don't think it was great i don't think it was terrible could be a, a three out of five for me i think yeah well i i think both of the main performances were pretty solid they gave it a hundred percent and it never felt too hammy in the performance aspect of it um, I thought this movie overall was a lot of fun. I got just as much gore as I needed, and it really ramped up in a fun way. I love some of the comedy of the air stuff. It's not a perfect movie, and it is a little disparate, like we've been talking about. Um, but when it's fun, it's really fun. So I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Um, this film uh, met all of my expectations. It did not go past or, okay, I will say in one or two spots it did. I think, the again, the the sets were, were fucking awesome. They exceeded my expectations. But the occasional lazy writing, you know, kind of kind of brought it back down a little bit. Uh, and again, I'm not expecting, you know, like, great writing or whatever else like that. But, yeah, it just it, it hit a weird middle ground for me. Some of those kill sequences were good. There should have been a few more. You know, there were, uh, I think, uh, five deaths, you know, in this film. And I, I would have liked, liked to see a few more. No, overall, uh, you know, so I'm going to give it a 3.5 also. 3.5. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't love it. Average rating for Crawl is 3.3 out of 5 pods. On the subject of numbers, we also have some uh, some results. Yeah, we uh, predicted this movie. We did movie. predict this movie. Okay, just to recap, Tease, you predicted that opening weekend would do $20 million. Uh Cleave, you said $9 million. And I said $41 million. Uh, opening weekend, uh, this movie ended up doing $12 million. Hey! Oh, shit! So wow. We are all tied at this point. 666? Six, six, six? Yes. Hey. Very fitting. Um, Number of the beast, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so next, Rotten Tomatoes score. So I'm going to do something slightly different this time. Okay. So, Tease, you predicted 50 Cleve, you predicted 45, and I predicted 39. Before I get, tell you guys what the actual Rotten Tomatoes score is, what do you guys think after seeing it? I'd say, like, 70s. Uh, yeah, I would say maybe 60 at the highest. 
85 certified fresh. No way, for real? For reference, Midsummer is at 82. Are you crawl is higher than Midsummer oh, right you know, now? I was I oh was totally God. fine with crawl getting a high rating uh, until you said it was higher than Midsummer. <laughs> now I'm now I'm bitter. I was of... I was about to be like, yo, go crawl. You know what? Fine. They did some great <laughs> stuff. I support it. You know, like it had some things that like I didn't really like, but it's more of a me thing. That's fine. But it's higher than Midsummer. Fuck you, crawl. God damn it. Like yeah, yeah like Midsummer is a shit. It, mm, I God was I was surprised when God. I saw that honestly. God. So I Fuck. I guess the, I guess the highest right yes. with fifty yeah, okay fifty. So I pull ahead by one. Damn, inching ahead. We still have half the year to go, and there's a lot of horror movies coming out this fall. So uh, I, it's definitely still any man's game. Now since. Since we I, we have a little bit of extra time, I just wanted to sort of open a general discussion question to you guys sure. that this movie made me think about. Uh, you- real quick, uh, the movie's brought to you by uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, uh, bat uh, gator repellent. All right, yeah, let's, let's do this to a time. <laughs> bat gator repellent? <laughs> You've seen the original Adam West? They have bat shark repellent in that movie. Oh my goodness, okay. It's a classic. Yeah, Sorry, but- so... Uh, so- my question for you guys is, do you think that the creature feature is dead in 2019? Nah, man. Nah. It's it's just sleeping. And by, okay. Okay. Much like Cthulhu. Much like Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. I think the response to this movie is actually quite interesting mm-hmm. when you talk about the relevance of the creature feature. Yeah. Um, because, well, A, critically... In terms of critical response, the creature feature is very not dead. Critics and, you know, audiences love creature features. Yeah, I and love while, creature features. And while the movie didn't kill it by any means in the box office, this was a low-budget movie. It yeah. definitely outperformed. And the thing is, even at the theater, there were a surprising amount of families at this movie. Yeah, which I was surprised at. Yeah, and like... And it was like Lion King's out. It, like, wasn't, it wasn't a full theater. There were like, including us, maybe like four groups of people but like i was also pretty pretty surprised i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them were doing double features with lion king maybe i i was just i was surprised how vocal most of the audience was too i thought for a movie like this i didn't have a problem with it i thought that i thought i welcomed it yeah we all we all laughed at like the same times like this isn't a movie i mean i obviously don't want people having conversations at full volume but like yeah i think this is the kind of movie where where it's better if the audience gets a little bit vocal. And I was surprised at that. And I'm very surprised that uh, this movie did fucking 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that that shows that audiences are receptive to creature features. I sure as hell am. I love creature features. Well, but I can't think of the last great creature feature. Well, going off of the family thing I mentioned, I think audiences are more willing to bring their families to horror movies if they're creature features because it's not just oh killing you well, know it's murdered, it's, a, it's a little death, bit all yeah, that stuff it's, it's there's a an adventure more, element to it it's a little bit more accessible for younger kids too because it makes it it makes it a very uh cut and dry distinction of people versus nature or the elements or you know the evil 
crocodiles or whatever. It's it's not that it doesn't open up questions that kids have to think about. Well, like uh, like serial killers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like they know that they're supposed to avoid alligators, so there's nothing. It's, it's reinforcing a lesson that should right. be learned. There's no, I, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing damaging about reinforcing that alligators are danger are like should not be trifled with. But yeah, like I was just thinking about. It's like I can't think of the last creature feature that came out that was like would, really spectacular. Would you count? A kaiju film as a creature feature, because in that case, I would say Pacific Rim. Yeah, probably. I, I'm I'm talking a little bit more specifically like horror movies, and I don't think Pacific Rim is that because Pacific Rim, like, yeah, it's big monsters, but it's also big robots fighting big monsters. And when I think of a creature feature and as like a horror film, I think of like some yeah. unstoppable monster or a group of them that like really, really outmatch the people in the situation. They have to figure out how to get out of it. Whereas with Pacific Rim, they have more of a fighting chance because they have big punchy robots. Now, I love Pacific Rim okay. and I think that it's a I, I think that Pacific Rim is a great movie, but it's not really what I mean when I when I mean creature feature. I I've, I mean things more like crawl or uh anaconda or uh jaws stuff like that i'm i'm into that and, and I, but I, like yeah I, I can't think of one either and there like, might be one because uh, i i like i'm always drawn to creature features because i grew up on them and i and i love them and like jaws is one of my favorite movies and while i don't think anaconda is a good movie it is maybe one of the most fun bad movies out there uh i would love to cover anaconda on this podcast at some point i've never seen it um well yeah i mean i think the last real creature feature was piranha you know honestly right exactly was piranha 3d because like i think of other piranha 3d didn't do that well no No, but is but it it very quickly became a cult classic Mm -hmm. it's it's considered a cult classic at this point i think for sure i think part of the reason why like we don't see as many creature feature films uh is it's also sort of fallen out of our zeitgeist a little bit yeah it doesn't pretty well conquered nature like unfortunately it doesn't it doesn't really reflect our current fears anymore yeah like we're not we're not as scared like societally of you know going out but you know i I don't know if i agree with that though i don't think it's the zeitgeist per se because i think movies like this one for example crawl is a great summation of our anxieties with climate change right but well no but this thing is like climate change like it it's it's still like you know riding the coattails of uh of a natural disaster Uh, of you know like a a natural disaster still has to occur it's not the alligators for the gators to you know become powerful enough to you know be scary again i think that uh it's it's easier for like aquatic films uh, because like we still haven't really like conquered the water in the same way, yeah. and and so uh, you know there's still a great deal of unknown and spookiness, so you can get away with like those sorts of films. Um, Creature features are an interesting genre though, because I feel like we have had plenty of shark creature features yeah well they keep trying you know yeah they keep trying to like reboot that because of everybody's fascination with sharks and like love of shark Shark movies and and shark week but like i've seen a few of the ones have come out in recent years the shallows was okay it wasn't great 47 meters down was bad it was fucking boring when i think back on like 
what I love as creature features, whether they're good or bad, as long as they're fun. I feel like the last prime era for that was like the late 90s and like early 2000s with stuff like Anaconda and like Deep Blue Sea. Uh, yeah, which, I mean... I'm glad you brought up in, Deep Blue Sea. I love Deep Blue Sea. I love the shit out of Deep <laughs> Blue Sea. It's a stupid fucking movie, like, but my, I love it. My, one of my favorite movie quotes is just, you killed my bird. <laughs> See, I, I think the creature feature is still alive. It's just less horror-centric than it used to be more adventure you have uh things like planet of the apes series for example okay yeah Where that's oh, very much a point. creature feature okay. you know movie i suppose um but it is steeped in action and right. you know peter jackson actual you know interesting drama and kong and you know rampage last year stuff like that you know like it's sure. very much just been elevated to spectacle more than survival I, yeah, well, it's, I think, it's like what you're saying a second ago it's like creature feature horror is what you're yeah looking for. i think i think and action, that we haven't think, seen as much I think of. action monster movies are alive and well like people obviously love stuff like that like rampage and kong and godzilla i haven't seen the new godzilla but like you know people are people want these movies but when i think of a creature feature you know i think of i think of a very specific like subgenre of horror and stuff that was like big in the 70s and 80s and i feel like something that has kind of died out in the last couple of decades but i think that that people still want it and i i think that we could you know we could get it back if we just get the right filmmakers making like creature films i think the problem too is that like especially with the new horror renaissance creature features just sort of as, just as a genre i don't think are smart enough <laughs> for for like what the the more promising like young horror directors are making these days like people like david robert mitchell and uh and robert eggers and jordan peele and ari aster like they all of these really fantastic horror films that we've seen in the last 10 years have sort of been i hate to use the word cerebral because it's it has that fucking connotation of of christopher nolan but you know it's like Horror films that are representative of, like, actual fears and stuff. That I is... mean, all you have to do is make a clever creature Exactly. Feature, you know? I think and it can he, be done. I yeah, mean, let's, just, let's see it. Jordan Here's... Peele directing, like, a spooky creature film. Like, the question be so I have board. is, what is the limits that you categorize creature feature? Because it is a weird kind of esoteric genre, because some things do fall in that camp and some don't. Oh, I think that's why we have to specify, yeah, like, one creature example, feature horror. Well, one example that I don't know if it would technically be counted as a creature feature or not is something with aliens, for example. Something like Slither. Yes. Because Slither is an incredible Slither's creature a great feature. Movie. Yes. It Slither is, is very a creature clever. feature, for sure. Um, but I mean, Sl- Slither came out in like. Slither came out in like 2006, 2007. Like it's it's been almost fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. So I, but you're like Slither's a great example. But that, Slither's yeah, a, yeah. Slither is like an ideal creature feature, and I think that I think that alien stuff does count. I think that, and I don't I don't necessarily mean extraterrestrial aliens, but I think the idea of the alien is essential to the creature feature. It needs to be something inherently inhuman. That's why stuff like Jaws works so well. And I would say that like Alien, you could you could call Alien a creature feature. Oh, That's for sure. One of my favorite films, if not my favorite film of all time. Also, like, I brought up the Zeitgeist point, but I'll also say, like, fuck the Zeitgeist. Like, sure, make a good abs- movie. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. like that's... Because I, I, I bring it up 
up relatively often. I think, I think it's also good to reinvoice. Yeah, like yeah. like also like I fucking hate the term. As much as I bring it up, like like fuck it, like just make a good movie. I, I don't really give a shit like if it's in the you know like it's what everyone's well, thinking about. Yeah, and the the idea of a zeitgeist is weird because like if you can make a clever movie that kind of emphasizes some of the anxieties of our time, like it doesn't matter if people are making those movies or not. Right. Like right. for example, like. Crawl is like, for all its faults, is a great example of that. You know, people aren't making tons of creature features. I think Crawl um, fits the zeitgeist. Or, you though. know, climate change horror right. movies. But like, that's... I think we're yeah, I think we're going to start seeing more climate change centric horror films, uh, which I'm here for. I think it's I think it's a, a great topic, and I think it can be done in a myriad of ways that are not just. Things like uh, uh, the day after tomorrow or hurricane heist or things like that. Like I think you can, I think you can do climate change as a subgenre of horror without it being like effects heavy disaster film. You know, mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna, st- I think we're gonna start seeing a lot more of that. And I think that you're right that Crawl absolutely has its place in that zeitgeist and that concern about climate change, like. That that is what horror does as a genre, probably better than any other genre of film. Is like it tells you what people are afraid of at that time, yeah. and the ones that don't do that are the ones that are forgotten. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on creature features. I love them, and I hope that they make a resurgence because I think we're primed for it, and I'm ready for it. That was maybe why I found this movie a little bit disappointing is because I was ready for like a really great modern creature feature because I've seen so many mediocre ones. I'm ready for the next great creature it's feature. Time. It's, it's time. time. It's time. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see. But uh, that should bring us to the end of this week's episode. I believe so. Next week, uh, we don't have anything new to cover. So we're going back to our curated picks. It's my pick this time. And uh, we're going to be talking about Jacob's Ladder. Uh, a film that I really like but have not seen in a long time, and I want to see how it holds up because I was uh, like a freshman in college the first time (laughs) I saw it. So tune in next week to hear our thoughts on Jacob's Ladder. Uh, If you like the show, please, please, please slither on over to your local podcast dispensary and give us a five-star review and leave some nice words. We love you. We appreciate you. Also follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod. Let us know what your favorite creature feature is. Is the creature feature dead? Did you like Crawl? Did you not like Crawl? Would you kiss an alligator? I wouldn't, but if you would, tell us about it. Oh, also Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod for the list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings linked to those episodes. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Van Awesome if you want. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Mr. Sheets. Uh, send me some good uh, Steve Irwin videos. You should plug your music, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hell yeah! Yeah, you can check out my uh, soundtrack uh, to our game, It Stares Woo! Back. It is on Bandcamp at EdenByNostalgia.Bandcamp.com. It's also on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal all the other streaming services and we have a visual album out on YouTube so yeah. check it out in all let, of those let places it seduce your beautiful ear holes 
the visual album made by Cleveland. So that's a good mm-hmm. time to transition to your plugs. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, but it's, it's all about the the sweet, sweet tunes. It accompanies um, the <laughs> tunes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me tweeting for Light Arc Studio at uh, Light Arc Studio. And uh, on top of that, too, we just put out a new map editor so you can make your own levels in our game and stuff and play around with that. Hell so yeah. So get hype. Join our Discord and hang out if you aren't already there. Uh, it's a hell of a party, uh, and it's been for a little while now, so uh, the water's find, nice. Yeah, Come you can in. find all of that at lightarkstudio.com. Darn Skippy, uh, you can find it stairs back just on, by Googling it. It's on Steam. It's on Steam, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, have a wonderful, uh, happy nightmare time. That's it for me. All right. Well, tune in next week for our thoughts on Jacob's Ladder. And until next time, see you later, alligator. Scram! Swim! <laughs>